At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On, a very special Friday edition. Not only are myself, Mike Palm, and Amal Shaw here, but we have our best guest, our favorite guest, our weekly guest, who's making a second appearance this week, Mr. Frank Schwab. It's your second time on the show in person. Yes. We hope to improve upon your 0-3 last I, time. I, you know, the one time I come to the studio, <laughs> I go 0-3. Just, just run out immediately. Frank uh, is, of course, the senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports, also their betting analyst, and won a competition in the NFL Best uh, uh, pre-flop record betting the NFL this year against a lot of media personnel. There was like 300 uh, people. Yeah, so. yeah, I'll take that. Uh-huh. Well, let's go from that to the fact that you said all four uh, Final Four teams will be from the SEC. Do you still feel the same way? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kentucky hasn't played yet, right? No, like that, no. that game didn't happen. No, they oh, haven't. Good. They yeah, haven't. yeah. No, that's. It's always fun to have one of your Final Four teams knocked out in the first day. That's that's awesome. That's well, great. Well, Frank, that's better than me. I lost two teams yesterday. Nice. Kentucky, nice. Kentucky and Iowa. Iowa. A lot of people. Yeah, Iowa was a, a hot one. Yeah. Mike, before we go to the big college basketball that we got to ask Frank right now. Devontae Adams, the big news, signs a yeah. five-year, $141.3 million deal with the Raiders here in Las Vegas. Him and Carr were college teammates at Fresno State. What do you know about why Aaron Rodgers was well aware that Devontae wasn't coming back to Green Bay and this was inevitable? Yes, I, I just think it, it just wasn't going to work for them anymore there. And, and the Raiders are very aggressive. They have yeah. needed a number one receiver for so long. I, I mean, it really has been a long time since they've had a difference maker like Devontae Adams. And what about the AFC West? My goodness. Well, the AFC West is difficult for us as odds makers because you have to keep – you shift one team, move another three. Shift. The Raiders were the one out now, right? They yeah, right. They were moves. the easy last place team and now, anymore. This, could it be argued that this is a more impactful move for their team than the Broncos getting Russell Wilson? I don't think so. Just be, and Maybe it's just because I'm based in Denver yeah. and I've heard about the quarterback woes for six years now. Russell's still great in my mind. I, I think he's still that same guy. But Devontae moves the needle too just because they needed that so long. And it's hard to find guys like this. That's the thing. Oh, They paid a lot in a trade for sure. They paid a lot in a contract. Guys like Devontae Adams aren't available very often. Real quick before we leave the NFL, Deshaun Watson, is he going to be a Falcon today? I think it's probably leading that way. It, it seems to be a good fit. I mean, he's got to go somewhere, right? Like, this thing has to get done. I, I'd like to see him go to New Orleans. I think they're more think, equipped to win right now. Well, I'd I like to too. see them go to New Orleans just so we hear people say, Deshaun Watson is a saint. <laughs> wow. Wow. See, that's, that's a softball right if, there. If he does, Didn't even set you up for that. If he does go to Atlanta, what's the market on Matt Ryan? I, 
I think he goes somewhere. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple teams in Indianapolis. Who's their quarterback, mm -hmm. right? They just were so sick of Carson Wentz. They were like, we, we don't care who our correct quarterback is. We're just done with you. I'm not going to say I told you so, but I told you so about Carson Wentz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Frank. Um, Mountain West 0-4, as, 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 as some of us thought here. <laughs> I'm, I'm arguing for relegation at this yeah, point. I don't yeah, think they, right, should, right. they should be able to it's get. It's been a Mountain West problem for, since yeah. I was covering Air Force. Ten years ago, they couldn't win the first round. And, yeah, I same, think it's now deal. nine or ten consecutive losses and against the spread fails to cover over the last three or four years with, with that conference. And, and San Diego State blowing off a 13-point lead yeah, there. Against, that's the inexcusable one. Yep. I, I wanted, though, when talking about the Mountain West, transition to the Big Ten because it wasn't a great start for the Big Ten either yesterday. Iowa goes down as a 10-point favorite against Richmond. They were a hot pick to make the Final Four based on the way they'd been playing the last three weeks. Indiana gets absolutely pummeled. I didn't see that coming. Oh, that, that was, no, yeah. pummeled. I thought they'd give them a game. Pummeled by St. Mary's. So I want to talk to you about the other three Big Ten teams playing. Right. They're all playing tonight. Let's I don't start. want to talk about the last one because I know i got to give you an honest pick. It's well, not going to be fun. Well, let's start with that one. You're, you're uh, alumna of, of the University of Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, we need Wisconsin tonight. They're betting Colgate plus the seven and a half. Is that where you're on? Are you taking yeah, the points? I, I think Colgate. I, I can't. I, this is the one. I, I can't. I can't bet it, but I would if, if my heart wasn't involved here. Colgate. They can hit the three. Yeah. They're they, they're going to stay in this game. Wisconsin doesn't really separate from anybody either. That's why their their metrics are so bad. A lot of close games. Seven and a half to me. I don't. I'm not. I'm more worried as a Wisconsin fan alum. I'm more worried about the first round than the second round because LSU-Iowa State is one of the worst first-round games I've ever seen in the NCAA tournament. Like, those are two bad teams. Colgate's not bad. They, they can put up some points. Completely agree to Frank's point. Colgate's second in the nation in terms of field goal percentage from the three-point line, better than 40%. This team is dangerous. And the one thing that concerns me with the Badgers is Johnny Davis. Yes. How healthy is he right now, Mike and Frank? Because we saw in that Big Ten tournament, yep. he picks up his third foul. He goes on the bench, but just didn't seem like he was himself. A three of 19. Yeah. Big Ten player of the year. You can't tell me that's coincidence that, that he happens to hurt his ankle, then goes three and nineteen. He hasn't had a game that bad all year. It's a shame because you cannot get a better geographical draw than the Badgers get. They play the first yeah. two in Milwaukee, and then they that's, get to go to Chicago. I know, yeah. I know. That is the one saving grace for them. That hey, Milwaukee, it will be loud. I've yeah, I've been to Badgers games in Milwaukee. It will be it will be a big time home crowd for them. That is the one thing that that keeps me a little bit. You know, maybe they can get at this number. I'm scratching my head on the game you mentioned at the other side of that draw with Iowa State and LSU because we need LSU desperately tonight. We have nothing but Iowa State really? money, and I don't wow. get it, Amal. I don't, I don't get it. I think it's the Will Wade firing, but to me, when I look at Tari Eason's the best player on the floor, in two of the last three games, guys, Iowa State has scored 41 and 36 yes, points. Yes. You are going up still against an elite defense. You know, LSU That's has struggled at times. Pinson's hand injury impacted them in the SEC tournament. I still think this LSU team is dangerous, and I know you're not as concerned about that matchup against LSU, potentially, who I believe is going to advance. I think it's a tough matchup if the Badgers play them but the advantage would be at Fiserv. How much sideline coaching was was Will Wade even doing? I mean, his specialty well, obviously was recruiting. <laughs> no, his his specialty was balancing the books. Yeah, I right. mean, that's the reality yeah, of it. I mean, man. you got to find the right bag men there. Yeah. I will say this about real quick about LSU Iowa State. The one matchup that, that stands out to me in that game, LSU forces a ton of turnovers, yes. and Iowa State does not protect the ball. This could be a turnover barrage right here, and that's why I'm on LSU. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. I I'm not thrilled about laying four here, guys, but I think this right. is a number you could lay simply because this defense, you know, I think there's something to be said. We always talk about this during bowl games, guys, to be battle-tested in a league like the SEC. I know Kentucky lost, but that was an aberration. Sure. Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, yeah. um, you know, you got Auburn playing right now. These are upper echelon. Even Texas A&M, we talked about. Yeah, the absolutely. Quality team should have been in this field, yeah. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about Chattanooga and Illinois. Um, this number up to eight now, the Illini yeah. lane to the Mox. It surprised me a little bit. I thought this number would be more around six. Uh, total 135 and a half, Frank. Me too. I, I like Chattanooga here. I think they're, they're a quality mid-major. And Illinois, something's just off. Like, every time I've wa I want Illinois to be great, Kofi's a great center. They have some guys, but something is just missing there. They haven't been a great team all year. They've just been, they've been okay. Uh, they're not great, and I, I like Chattanooga in this spot. Guys, yesterday teams catching oh, above five points to less than 15 all covered. There were three games. Majority of the games wow. were below the number, like you'd see a four, two and a half, or something like that. Akron covered that one. We saw uh, Vermont cover, yep. and then New Mexico State with the outright win. The the big favorites, the only one that didn't cover was Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Because favorites go 10 and four, but it was that, that mid-range yeah. where they lost. Yeah. Gonzaga was up 26. Yeah. Georgia State scores the last five there points was, of the game. There was three guys that had a big bet on Gonzaga agonizing over the last 
last two minutes and how they blew that. Oh. A game that they were only had yeah, two at half, but then should have covered with two minutes to go. Uh, it's interesting here. I, I wonder about Coburn. We talked about uh, uh, Davis and the injury and what might happen with him with Wisconsin. Let's face it. The reason I was going home is Keegan Murray was awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so they the big a bad three, day to have a bad big day, three yeah. in the Big Ten. The right. big three in the Big Ten. Let's see if Coburn can perform. I was on that radio with the guys from Iowa this morning, and I said, I just have one question. Why didn't Gary Barda meet the team bus at the hotel and Friar Fran right in front of his kids? Because that's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would have done. All right, third Big Ten team in action tonight. Sparty, great game here, 10 versus yeah. 7. They're, they're playing Davidson. Davidson upset by Richmond. Richmond uh, validified that performance last last night with the win over Iowa yesterday afternoon in the A-10 final. Michigan State lane one here with a total of 140 and a half. Bob McKillop, a terrific career at Davidson, but they haven't won a tournament game since Seth Curry went pro. Yeah, I, and I think I'm differ, different here because I like Davidson. I just don't think Michigan State, they were 5-8 and eight at one point down the stretch. I mean, really struggled for a, a good month. You know, I mean, they yes, they beat Wisconsin, Big Ten tournament, but I really they look better at the Big Ten tournament but this has not been a good Michigan State team meanwhile I like Davidson I like the stuff they run their offense is really good it's a well-coached team I mean I know Michigan State is too but I just like Davidson in the spot yeah I you know to me I look at Michigan State I think the athleticism will be a difference but the way uh, Frank and I were talking before we came on air the execution level from Bob McKillop's team is absolutely second to none. He is a terrific coach. Lawyer, remember, played at Michigan State, now runs the show for this Davidson team. Number one in the nation in free throw percentage. But if you're Michigan State, you got to be efficient. you got to take advantage of your athleticism and run when you have an opportunity to do so. Yeah. Before we let you go here, Frank, we can't ignore what you do best, and that's fade the Lakers. <laughs> you, you mentioned you've done it's it 13 or 14 guys. in a row. It's you got another guys. opportunity tonight. They're in Toronto I, catching I, nine. I took Toronto minus nine. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep uh, keep riding this wave as long as I can, guys. The Lakers are just hot trash right now. They are a bad basketball team. To, to this point, I mean, remember, these guys just played a couple of days back in Los Angeles. Now you get the Raptors coming home here. They beat the Clippers as well on the back end of that trip. Raptors so. are playing well. Yeah, yeah they, they are. are. They're, they're coming out. Uh, I want to pick your brain on one game tomorrow. Okay. That's an intriguing matchup to me, and it's later in the day or, or in the evening. The battle of North versus South. The battle for a way of living, St. Mary's against UCLA. <laughs> I think this is going to be a terrific basketball I think game. It will be terrific basketball. I, I like UCLA's talent to win yeah. out. I, I, but say, look, St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. They, they can they can hang with anybody. I think it's going to be a great game. But I do favor UCLA there. I think that they're battle tested, good talent, good team. I think they're going to get it. But it's going to be close. I, I think the price is cheap on the Bruins, and I think the Bruins had their hiccup in their bad game. Yeah, I'm concerned about the Bruins settling for so many jump shots. They, they're a bigger team than Akron, and they wanted to become a jump-shooting team. They did not take advantage of their size and athleticism last night. I would agree with you, but I think you have to give a ton of credit to, uh, to Akron. I thought they played really well defensively. I thought That's they got to the spot. I, I thought that one block charge that went in favor of the Bruins was crucial in the game. Jaime Hawkins should have been called for an offense foul. I think Tiger Campbell hits a three-point shot on that possession. Need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops-Peterson will look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. Greg has an opinion on every single college hoops game of the season on this podcast, provides his unique insights and looks for those games with solid betting opportunities. Download Coast to Coast, Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcast. Frank, we appreciate the effort. Enjoy your day at Stadium Absolutely well. <laughs> Thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen nicotine pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anytime, anywhere. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and to find Zen Nicotine Pouches near you. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. We're here from the 15th floor of the Circuit Resort in Las Vegas. From above Stadium Swim, what a venue. And Amal Shaw, the crowd today, even bigger than the crowd yesterday on St. Patrick's Day. And the reason is more nighttime reservations. Yesterday, people watched games in the daytime. And then some filtered out for their St. Patrick's Day festivities. Tonight, we have 82 reservations starting at 4 p.m. Wow, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're in the local area, come on down. If you're in Phoenix, Los Angeles, get in the car. What are you waiting for? Incredible. we got a day order by the Chamber of Commerce over here. All right, I want to get your thoughts. Let's uh, start here about the results that we saw yesterday. Obviously, Kentucky, a shocking loss to St. Peter's. But if you watch that game, St. Peter's got better shots for the majority of the game. Yeah, absolutely right. I thought they got some great looks. And I thought Shaheen Holloway, remember former Seton Hall player, mentioned it. He goes, look, we don't have to be the better team or the better program than Kentucky. We just have to be better on this day. And they were exactly that. And Kentucky in the overtime goes one for six from the free throw line. Before we move on, and we're not going to be talking about Kentucky, obviously, anymore this year, but you got to tip your cap to Oscar Shibway and what he's done this year. 30 points, 16 rebounds, and a losing effort. This guy is going to be the National Player of the Year, and deservedly so. Maybe Coach Cal should have spent more time getting his team ready than waxing poetic on the selection shows. Who benefits the most from this? Because it opens it up. Obviously, Murray State doesn't have to face Kentucky in the second round. Purdue on that side of the draw in a Sweet 16 game, I think they benefit tremendously. And then Baylor on the top of the bracket. I thought Purdue was the biggest beneficiary of this. I thought Baylor was capable of knocking off Kentucky, but I think Purdue would have had a harder time against the Wildcats, even though they match up size-wise. I think Purdue now has an opportunity to get to the Final Four, and Matt Painter's team really in a good position. Talking about updated odds, and these are via Circa, uh, before the games yesterday, Purdue was Plus 340 to win the plus 450 to win the region. They're now plus 340. UCLA went from six to one to plus 372. St. Mary's after that performance from 20 to one to eight to one. Murray State from 33 to one to 10 to one, and uh, North Carolina from 22 to one to 16 to one. I want to ask you about that matchup tomorrow. Uh, between North Carolina and Baylor. North Carolina, in your terms, absolutely boat-raced Marquette. That game was over at the under-12 timeout in the first half. Could easily put up 100 if they kept their foot on the gas. Another embarrassing performance for Shaka Smart in the NCAA tournament. 
What real shot does Carolina have to beat Baylor in Fort Worth tomorrow? They're catching five and a half. Well, a couple factors you mentioned. Remember, we're used to Carolina and Duke playing in Greenville and some of those types of arenas. Similar situation for the defending national champions now. Here in Fort Worth, you'll have a pro-Baylor crowd there. I think this Bears team came out and was terrific offensively. I know it was a different matchup against Norfolk State than Marquette. But can Carolina shoot the three ball the way they did? Caleb Love and Brady Manick were outstanding yesterday for North Carolina. I don't know if they can duplicate that performance against an elite defense in Baylor. Uh, numbers a little precarious for me here, Mike, but we see UNC has struggled all year long against upper echelon teams and teams that are better than them. I think that could be the same thing here. Uh, to me, I like Baylor to advance. I don't know if I'm going to lay the number. I like Baylor a lot. Yeah. Carolina's been terrible away from home. A little bit better at the end of the year, but playing in road, this is a road game. Make no mistake about it. Playing Baylor 90 miles from campus with yeah. all those alumni in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, this is an absolute road game for the Tar Heels. To your point, if you're a Baylor person, you live in DFW, yeah. chances are you're always used to being second fiddle to Texas, Oklahoma, TCU, and SMU. Now you're the king of the hill. Trust me, it'll be a pro Baylor crowd there. I like their chance. And Mayor's playing outstanding. And I'll tell you, I'm not as high on James Akinjo when he was at Arizona, and he has been tremendous uh, just in terms of the addition for uh, Drew's team. I got a chance to talk to Paul Stone yesterday. Paul Stone appears on the network, does a podcast, Paul Stone Sports. But I specifically talking to him about the Texas basketball teams, and he could not be more impressed with the job that, that Scott Drew has done there. He says, Mike, he's a top five coach in America. Well, look, Baylor's not the easiest place to get players to. Uh, they, they get the guys there, and they really have taken advantage of it. And we got the best national championship game last year. Baylor dominated that, and this year, despite injuries, they've still been able to overcome it. And look at the season they've had. Yeah, you're right. His point. Think of what they lost from the team last yeah. year, and then what they've lost during the season this year. Absolutely right. Okay, you talked on the show yesterday about Teddy Allen. Yeah. He's a volume scorer, New Mexico State. Very impressive. I thought they won rather easily over Connecticut. Teddy Allen had 37 in the effort. Incredible day. Really, probably, in my opinion, the second-best performance of anybody in the NCAA tournament yesterday. I thought the point totally put up was incredible, uh, but really hitting the clutch shots down the stretch when they needed them. UConn responds with that three-pointer. They go down, they knock down free throws. At one point, I think, Mike, he scored 13 consecutive points for the Aggies. Really an impressive win by this New Mexico State team. And this tournament, we talked about it. It's going to be wide open. Everybody, there's a ton of parity out there. You look at, you mentioned the Murray State opportunity against St. Peter's now. you got to really like the way things are shaking out if you like the dark horses. I was a little surprised on the number that comes back here against uh, Arkansas. New Mexico State impressive. Vermont gave Arkansas everything they wanted. They had that game cut to two inside of the final 20 seconds. Six and a half here. I thought this number would be closer to four and a half or five. Uh, I was a little bit surprised by this number as well, but I, I think this Razorback team very capable. I think this is going to be an interesting matchup here. I thought Arkansas answered the bell when they needed to. Give them credit in a dogfight against a very good, very efficient Vermont team. You know, they had a graphic up on the game yesterday. At one point, uh, Vermont had nine layups. Really great passing, and particularly on the interior. you, you got to have a guy like Note that you can put the ball in his hands down the stretch, and he can knock down the shots as well as the free throws. Great point. You really do. That's the key. You know, uh, Rick Pitino has a formula for winning national championships, and I think this applies across the board and still has. He goes, you need potentially three pros on your team, and you need a guy that can take over a game. And J.D. Note is that for Arkansas. Baylor, easy winner and cover. Kansas, that game was over early. Gonzaga, up two at the half. As we mentioned, got up to 27, didn't cover. Are you concerned at all moving forward about Gonzaga's performance against Georgia State yesterday? No, had a hiccup in the first 20 minutes. The second 20 minutes, they looked like the Zags. Chet Holmgren, 19 points. I forgot how many rebounds he had. Uh, seven, seven blocks and five assists or something. Like that. He was just insane off the charts in terms of what he was able to do yesterday. Really impressed with his performance. Drew Timmy was dominant inside. I mean, he really did a tremendous job for that Zags team. Talked about a great game in the play-in game between uh, Notre Dame and Rutgers. I thought, and this was the game I was looking forward to last night, Murray State and San Francisco gave the viewers everything they could want. Mike, I watch a lot of college basketball, as you know. I said to somebody today, I thought this was one of the five best overtimes I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't that uh, San Francisco lost. I thought Murray State won. I thought Notre Dame won. I didn't think Rutgers lost. What a performance we saw by both these teams yesterday. I think there were uh, 33 points scored in the overtime in five minutes. The kid from San Francisco, Jamari Aboya. Boya, incredible to me. So impressive. Does he play at the next level? 
I don't think so, but he's yeah. going to have a long career overseas. And, you know, there's no shame in that. You can make a, a great living playing in Europe. And I, I was really more impressed with anything. Honestly, his performance was off the charts. It was a 15 on a 10 scale. I thought his sportsmanship after the game, I don't know if you saw it. It, it was really impressive. This guy that carried that team in the final few minutes hits the shot to send it to overtime and into the overtime. Murray State blows an eight-point lead down the stretch. Inexcusable, right? I thought the momentum tipped to San Francisco going to overtime. And then they lose their point guard. He fouls out. Yeah. How did they win that game? It, it was really <laughs> impressive, but it was a little bit more of a team effort. One thing I don't like sometimes that happened to the Dons was you become four guys standing around watching one player, and I thought that impacted them a little bit down the stretch. As we talk moving forward, Murray State, another number that surprised me, lane eight to St. Peter's. Yeah, I think it's a little bit high. St. Peter's could defend. I, I think you're going to find out Shaheen Holloway's team is tough. These are guys from Jersey City, man. That, that's a tough environment to come from. This St. Peter's team will be ready. And, Mike, I'm telling you, I believe uh, Murray State moves on. I think St. Peter's covers. But I think they got a great shot to win the game. This is not a slam dunk. You know, I like to watch Murray State play. That's yeah. an entertaining style of play. They play fast, but they're not just a perimeter jump shooting team. Yeah. They, they're physical. They like to take the ball to the hole. They're balanced. Right, they can go inside, they can go outside, they do it all, they defend, they did a tremendous job. Um, other impressions from yesterday, things that surprised you or things you you were really uh, taken aback by how well teams played? You know, I got to give Creighton a ton of credit. Down eight with about two minutes to go. Easy to fold the tent. They don't do it. They come back and win that game. And disappointed with San Diego State's inability to close out. That really missed opportunity. But Matt Bradley gets a foul call, which I thought was a little bit of a soft call, but it was the correct call. He misses the front end of the one and one. They go to overtime and they blow that game there. Uh, I, I tell you to me who was impressive yesterday, though, was the most impressive team on the whole day yesterday was North Carolina. I thought Baylor was impressive, but I thought the way Carolina shot the ball. The officiating crew in the Creighton-San Diego State game caught a big break yeah. that Creighton scored after the inadvertent whistle that cost them a layup there yes. to, to, to tie that game up. I thought the key to the game, though, Amal, not the last two minutes of the game, although Creighton executed, was the end of the half when they cut it from 13 to 7 and got back Completely. in the game. Completely. Changed the dynamic. Tired after lunch, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that more than 70% of us hit the wall after lunch. Let a five-hour energy shot help you leap over that wall instead of crashing into it. With zero sugar and unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. When we come back, we'll preview some of the round of 32 matchups that we already know. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference, and players to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with the Malshaw Friday, second day of the NCAA tournament. We're here just above Stadium Swim at the Circa Resort where 3,000 people are packed in enjoying the music and the basketball games of all. Yeah, this is a fantastic day. If you haven't been up here, get yourself up here. You're going to have a lot of fun and watching the games is obviously the best part of it. No better place to do it than here. All right, I want to talk about some more of the matchups in the round of 32 that we haven't mentioned already, but we know the games and we know the spreads. Let's talk about Kansas. Kansas had an easy time against Texas Southern and they will face Creighton tomorrow. Creighton overcoming the large deficit to beat San Diego State, Kansas Lane, Tenemal with a total of 137 and a half. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup when you look at it from a number perspective. KU looked really good, very balanced yesterday offensively. Their leading scorer, Remy Martin, comes off the bench. Actually, excuse me, Christian Brown with the highest scoring game, but Bob Martin, the second leading scorer off the bench there. Uh, this seems like a little bit of a big number uh, for me, Mike. I wouldn't want to lay this many points. I would take them with the Blue Jays. The next game I want to talk about, I made a number that surprised me when I saw the real number on the game, and yet I don't think I'm going to bet it. Michigan overcame a deficit, double-digit deficit in the first half to beat Colorado State and advances an 11 seed. It was a very chic play to take Longwood plus 18. A lot of people on Longwood against Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes 1-11 against the spread in his last 12 tournament games. That was an absolute route. Tennessee was up 40 in that game, had no shot of not covering. Now these two teams meet, 
Tennessee them all. Lane six with a total of 136. I made this game a four, but I'm still not taking Michigan plus six. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think this number's a little bit high. I think the Wolverines will defend better than obviously Longwood did, but uh, Michigan gets off to a slow start like they did against Colorado State. They're going to get blown out. Um, Got to stay away from this game, but this is Mike. When we get into the round of 32, the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, I think this is where the money lines become huge. We have great opportunities. And just a note on the other game, that 10 in the overnight on uh, Kansas against Creighton ticked up now to 11 and a half. Well, the one thing I forgot about with uh, Creighton, and, and remember happened in overtime, the injury. the injury with Creighton. That's something to pay attention to. That was brutal. The kneecap right yeah. to the floor. Um, Providence, our team, the unofficial team of odds on, got the job done, winning another close game and covering yesterday. Richmond, great effort, sustained an 11-0 run from Iowa, came back with an 11-0 run on their own, and, dis and, and knocked off the Hawkeyes to advance. Now Providence meets Richmond in the round of 32. The Friars, Amal, lane three with a total of 134. I think this is a great number for Providence here. I think Richmond played extremely well, but they also benefited from the fact that Iowa couldn't hit a shot to save their life. I think Providence really showed people, hey, it doesn't matter how good your offense is. We defend. We play well. And, you know, our producer, Britton Hess, made a great point why he was on Providence yesterday. He says, you don't win the Big East regular season by fluke. He goes, you could be Georgetown and win four games in the conference tournament, but you're not winning the regular season title by hook or crook. And they showed that yesterday in a really a dominating performance against South Dakota State. Britton has become a half second half expert in college basketball. He was on that Iowa under. Yeah. Iowa Richmond didn't come said, close. not close. It was 79, 79 and a half, didn't even get to 70. He had Ohio State second half under. Very good. Very nice. Well done. I had a middle from 44 to 58 in the first half. I couldn't get there. Okay. <laughs> Last game we haven't talked about specifically. Memphis, they were impressive in the first half. Great bet by you at halftime, Boise State, just to win the second half. Yeah. They almost won the game. I mean, they got that down to four, I believe, them all. Memphis moves on, and what do they get for their efforts? They get to face the top team in the country, Gonzaga. The Zags laying 10 and a half with a total of 155. I like the Zags to cover this number. I think they're going to blow them out. I think Gonzaga's going to come out and play wall-to-wall, wire-to-wire, unlike the first game against Georgia State. They're going to have a hard time because Holmgren inside and Timmy will present some problems for Jalen Duran. Now, it won't be easy on the other side for Drew Timmy and company, but they got so many options there. Nemhard, uh, Strother, this team is loaded. Bolton, uh, this team, Mike, I, I think like last year we had Gonzaga and Baylor on a collision course. I think we're going to be on a collision course this year with Arizona and uh, Gonzaga. I would agree with you. Let's update on the early games. Yeah. Ohio State hangs on and wins, beating Loyola 54-41. They cover the number way, way, way under the total, and they bust up Pauly's uh, bet that the lowest game in the scoring game in the tournament would be over 97 and a half. Auburn ahead by 12 against Jacksonville State with about six and a half minutes left to go in that game. Purdue up eight, five and a half minutes to go in the first half against Yale, and Texas Tech up 27 to, with just over two minutes to go in the first half in San Diego against Montana State. Yeah, real quick, I'm going to give you the official scores on them in case you got totals on them. 54-51, excuse me, 54-41 for the Ohio State Loyola one. Stays under first half, second half, and obviously the game there. Uh, Auburn, 69-55. Uh, Texas Tech absolutely crushing Montana State. 50-22 to with 2.03 to go in the first half, and then uh, 34 for Purdue, 26 for Yale in that game with 4.52 to go in the first half. The Red Raiders have more points in the first 18 minutes of that game than they did in the whole 40 minutes at Ames this year. Red Raiders are 17 for 23 from the floor, 7 for 10 from the three-point line. If they can replicate this, they have a shot to get out of the region and cash my, <laughs> cash my ticket. Uh, all right, four more games that will tip later this afternoon in the, in the first set of games, the afternoon games. Uh, let's start with Delaware and Villanova, Amal. This is a big number here for Villanova, 15-and-a-half with a total of 133-and-a-half. This will uh, tip off in just a few minutes, game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to get involved in this game against the Blue Hens with Villanova here, uh, but I think Villanova comes out and plays well. This is where Jay Wright, the last half a decade, has really had his success. His teams come in play focused against weaker opponents, and I think they take care of business in this one. And by the way, you talk about a home state advantage. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, obviously the team from Philadelphia coming into Pittsburgh here. Given the way the Buckeyes played today, your school, and previewing a, a possible matchup on Sunday against Villanova to give the Buckeyes a chance to pull the upset and move on to the Sweet 16. Well, How good of a chance? Well, I, I think the Buckeyes would probably be about a seven point, uh, six or seven point six. dogs. I think six. Six, yeah. And I think they've got to shoot far better than they did today. They didn't shoot the ball well at all. 
Was it more about their defense today or about Loyola's poor shooting and then impatience once they couldn't score? I thought it was a combination of both. I really thought Ohio State did a really nice job. Uh, size and strength played a little bit of a factor here, but Loyola just struggled to shoot the basketball. 12, 10 p.m. Pacific time from Greenville, South Carolina. USC against the University of Miami. I know this is a game you have a strong opinion on. And it forced a bet that I have. Remember, I bet the Pac-12 over five and a half wins for a big number, minus 120. And boy, was I sweating UCLA last night. You were, but I'm going to tell you, first of all, you got two things going for you. you got Arizona that can go 6-0. I think USC's got a great chance to beat Miami. Miami. Larry Onega with the coaching advantage against Andy Enfeld, in my opinion. However, the length, the size, the defensive prowess of this Trojans team, I'm telling you, you look in the ACC, they played Duke and they were able to challenge, uh, they were able to take care of business against that Duke team. But I think it's different. When you look at this USC team, they defend far better than the Blue Devils do. And you're going to have Mobley, Goodwin, and Peterson. That front line is going to present some challenges for McGusty and for Wong in this one. USC lane two with a total of 139.5. Andy Enfeld's tournament record, just the opposite of Rick Barnes. I believe he's 9-1 and one against the spread all time. Very impressive. Uh, yeah. Couple, couple great Florida go, uh, Gulf Coast teams. All right, following this massacre that Texas Tech is putting on Montana State, Notre Dame off the double overtime victory in Dayton, flew out to San Diego, and they get to take on the Jekyll and Hyde team of college basketball, the University of Alabama. Amal, I'm surprised this number hasn't ticked up. I really thought it would after Notre Dame had such a tough road and expended so much energy on Wednesday night. But still, the number sitting at four in favor of the Crimson Tide with a total of 153. I, I think this is a game you don't, you know how we have people doing money line parlays all over the place? This is a game you lay the four with Bama or you take Notre Dame in one spot plus the four and you take the money line. I think if the Irish are going to be in this game, they're going to have a chance not only to cover but to win the basketball game. I think if Alabama's going to win, they're going to cover comfortably. I, I think this is one you just, whichever side you like, take that number and go with it. Yeah, I have a play on this game coming up. Uh, and then tipping at 1.30 Pacific time from Milwaukee, the five-serve forum. This is the game that, uh, that I liked off the initial numbers for the whole first round of the tournament. Virginia Tech taking on Texas. This game was two in favor of Texas on the opener. Went to a pick and is now ticked back up to two Longhorns. Total 124 and a half a mile. Yeah, I like Virginia Tech here. I didn't end up playing this because I think there's going to be some better in-game opportunities in this matchup. You know, I sat there waiting uh, in that game. I wanted to get Ohio State at a big plus number. Never got that one against Loyola. But I'm hoping in this game there's an opportunity. I want to take either side where I can get probably better than six and a half or so. Yeah. The Loyola went through a stretch of nine minutes. They didn't score in the first half there. They got out to a little bit of a lead, but then the, the, then the spigot turned off. Um, I got this game at two plus two. Talk to me about the total, because I think this, I told Paulie this was the game he was in jeopardy of a game going under 97 and a half. It could be this contest with the way both of these teams defend. Yeah, and to your point, one of the things I like are teams that get embarrassed. And Texas's last half was an embarrassment. They got outscored. Remember, they were up 18 at the break against TCU. They got absolutely demolished in that second half. I think Texas comes out and plays with a tremendous defensive intensity. If you're going to be successful, if you are Texas, got to defend the three-point arc. This is a tremendous three-point shooting team for the Hokies at 39%. If you played the under here, would you play the game under 124 and a half, or would you play the half under 58? I would look towards the first half, and here's why, because we could have a plethora of fouls late in this game. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, when we come back, I'm all in two and one yesterday. I'm dying to get his plays, and I'll have a few plays for the weekend as well. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's and Adult Swim, Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get Swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem pop-up. Located at Resort World's East Garden Plaza, the immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never been, never seen before animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick, Pickle Frosty. Boom! reveal while the alternate universe fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko. Score of exclusive swag and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty Mayhem at Resorts World right here in Las Vegas. That's longer than the Iliad. Oh. What, what a read. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Um, who's your favorite character? I never watched cartoons as a kid, so I don't even know what the hell this is. Yeah. Um... Welcome back in Odds On. Final segment here on Friday. It's depressing because we'll be back in that poorly designed studio on Monday. It's not for me. I'm not tall. But but anyhow, I wish we could do the show out here all the time. This is beautiful. Uh, this are is you a, warm? This uh, nice this breeze is amazing. Well, the breeze stopped. It's perfect. I mean, it's this is amazing. Smart. They got this tent over us, and I saw Stormy and Mitch. Mitch was on Stormy's show. My guys in the desert yesterday. She'll be out here again to Pacific today. This is beautiful, though, with this tent. Last year with the sun beating, it was too hot. I don't mind the sun. It doesn't bother me. I yeah. never complain about the heat. Okay. Yesterday, two and one. Yeah. Easy winners on your two straight bets. Iowa takes you down. Um, UConn would have lost anyhow uh, on the money line parlays. Are you going to move away from money line parlays? Yeah, but it's not just because of the result of yesterday with Iowa and Connecticut losing and only Arkansas the winner in that game, which didn't matter. It was dead once Iowa lost. But, Mike, more importantly, really comes down to when you look at it, it's about picking the side, right? St. Peter's. Pick the winner. St. Peter's wins the game outright. Now, that's a bit of an exception. But I'm telling you, you got to lay the points. You can't be afraid to take the points. I, I think there's so many opportunities there. Let's start out today with Michigan State against Davidson. I like Michigan laying one here in this matchup. I think they're the more complete team. Terrific coaching matchup. In my opinion, the best coaching matchup in the first round with Izzo and Bob McKillop for Davidson here. UAB, I like this one. This team getting eight and a half. They could score the basketball. Walker Conference USA Player of the Year. Remember, KJ, uh, KJ Buffin played at Ole Miss. Big guy inside. He'll be able to bang with this oh, Houston team, who at times can be anemic offensively, tremendous defensively. But I like the number getting eight and a half with UAB. And then my top play of the day, going in about 25 minutes, the University of Southern California Fighting Trojans taking on the Hurricanes from Miami. Uh, minus two here on USC. I'm going to go with USC minus two. I love this. This is my favorite play of the day. Well, why is this Houston team rated so highly in the metrics? They're second in BPI. I, I don't get that. Well, you look, I don't know, I understand how they arrive at some of these numbers and need a little bit more clarity on that. But look at them defensively in terms of what they're able to do. They went 29-5 during the regular season. Really a dominant performance. Two of those losses came against uh, Houston. I'm sorry, against Memphis. And then one loss at Alabama. So Houston's really had a dominant season. Alan Boston, who's been a guest on the network, a guest on Gil's show. I know he's going to be a part of Bet Bash coming up here at Circa, Bet Bash 2. He's tweeted out after the, the 
the the announcement, the selection show, that he thought UAB got screwed the worst because he thinks they're underseeded as a uh, over underseeded as a 12, and and Houston terribly as a five. A team that made the final four should be higher as a three or a four. So he he did not like UAB's draw, but it's reflected in the price eight and a half. Yeah, yeah I hear what he's saying, but here's where I would disagree. Sasser's been out for the year. Marks has been out. That's had an impact, but they're still a really really good team. I don't know if Houston was justified being a four. I'll tell you the one team that I thought I'm not. I don't care about seeding, yeah. but I thought Alabama was overseeded at six. I think LSU is overseated at six. I forgot there are six. Yeah. I, they are overseated. I, I, I thought they should have been seven or an yeah. eight. I, yeah. I agree with you there. But once again, the SEC tournament had no impact on where teams. I have not watched UAB play a game all year, so this I probably won't even get involved in game here. Andy Andy Kennedy uh, took over there, done a really nice job during the regular year. They win their conference tournament in a triple overtime situation. Okay, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook here. We still have the the futures plays going here. Pac-12 over five and a half wins. We got one win yesterday with UCLA. God, I hope you win your USC bet because I'll be great shape, I think, because we'll come away from today with three wins with Arizona, USC, and UCLA. Potential for UCLA to win a second game against St. Mary's tomorrow, and then we'll see how far uh, Arizona can take us. Texas Tech to make the Final Four, plus 675. They look good in their opening half of the tournament. All right, I'm betting this game for tomorrow for two units. I'm on. I'm taking Baylor in lane five. Pound of five, I don't, I don't see this game. I don't think this Carolina team is good enough. I don't know that they can compete with the size of Baylor. You saw Virginia Tech what Virginia Tech did to them in the semifinals of the ACC tournament. They could not get the ball into Baycott. They could not run any offense. They were totally stymied in the second half. I think Baylor wins this game by double digits tomorrow, Maul. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the way Baylor defends, and I'll look at this game a lot closer tonight when I'm at home, but to me, I, I like uh, Carolina to have to shoot the basketball at a similar level that they did yesterday to be able to have a shot. If not, I, I'm with you. I think they can get blown out. Baylor seems to focus when you get down the stretch. I know they hiccup in the Big 12 tournament, but this is a dangerous team. And you mentioned it. I think playing in Fort Worth can't be under uh, can't be overstated. I also agree with you about Alabama. You don't put them in a money line parlay. Either you think that they're going to win against Notre Dame, or you might even take Notre Dame at the money line here. I think there's a, a great talent disparity here. Hats off to Mike Bray. He's done a terrific job being able to win a tournament game with this group. But this was a horrific ACC. I've never seen an ACC this bad. And it's belied by the fact that Notre Dame can go 15-5 and five in conference play. Uh, I just think Alabama's much superior. And even if they come with their C game, I think they cover four tonight. I tend to agree with you. If you said I had to play this game, I would take the Crimson Tide. But Alabama's been too inconsistent for me for the last month of the season. That's why I'm staying away from them. Shackelford's got to play well here today if they're going to be able to win this game. And then we've talked about this already, so I don't want to go into great detail. I think Virginia Tech wins this game. I got them at plus two. I was happy I had value, but now it's back to plus two again. So I don't, I don't really have any CLV unless we see some money on, on Virginia Tech late. Yeah, let's just worry about getting the W. Oh, I'm worried about is getting the W. Let's talk about a few more games here before we go them all that we haven't mentioned. Uh, and one game we really haven't talked about much at all, tipping at 4-10 from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, CS Fullerton, Colorado State Fullerton, um, who wins the Big West, Big West tournament. They get to take on second-seeded Duke in the Rats' last stand. This is Mike Krzyzewski's last NCAA tournament in a Hall of Fame career. Some will argue he's the second-best coach of all time. It certainly won't be me. I'd love to see them go down tonight. Love to see them go down sometime early in this tournament, as he's done time and time again. That doesn't get mentioned enough. Is it worth taking 18 and a half here on Fullerton? Boy, uh, this could be a tough one here. This Fullerton team is interesting. They're not a prolific shooting team, undersized going up against a monstrous Duke team here. Um, you know, I don't think it's the worst play. I would definitely take it before I lay it here. By the way, I'd love to see the Titans come out and go full Phil Nevin on uh, the Duke team here. Uh, I want to. We talked about Iowa State LSU. That's uh, in Milwaukee as well. 4:20 Pacific time tip. But I want to talk about it from the perspective of the total. Total 128 and a half. We saw Iowa State put up 41 against Texas Tech in the Big 12 quarterfinal. We saw Iowa State put up 36 at home at Hilton against an under 500 Oklahoma State team in the last week of the regular season. They're really struggling to score points. This team, remember, was ranked 10th at one point during the year during a, a solid 
uh, non-conference schedule. LSU's a good defensive team. I really look at the under in this spot. Yeah, 128 and a half, not a bad play there. Um, I'll tell you what, I like LSU here, minus three and a half. I'm going to be on the Tigers later on. I think they're going to win this game. This Iowa State team has struggled. This is a tenacious LSU defense. I like the Tigers here. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, from the VA House Center this afternoon in San Diego, tipping about 4.30 Pacific time. Wright State, Wright State, who has been impressive. They came out of the four playing. They had a great run in their tournament in the horizon. They get to take on Arizona in their first tournament game. Arizona laying a huge number here, Amal. 21 and a half with a total of 157. I'd have to take Wright State and the Raiders here. I think it's too many points for Arizona. The one problem with Arizona, and this is why they're different than Gonzaga. Yeah, the Zags didn't play well in the first half against Georgia State yesterday, but the Zags have many games where they're complete for 40 minutes. It seems like Arizona, with the exception of one or two games this year, they've had three to seven to eight minute stretches of a game where they struggle. And I think the same thing could happen here in this one. If you don't uh, flip the switch from the jump, there could be a little bit of trouble here. I think it's going to be a too many points here. I like Wright State plus 21 and a half. Okay, and then one more game. I haven't even really thought about this game a lot. But I lean one way, and I don't know if I'm going to end up taking a play on it tonight. 7 o'clock from the Vieja Center. TCU from the Big 12 against Seton Hall from the Big East. All this game's a pick with a total of 129. I thought this is a tough game to call, but I like the Horn Frogs here. I think Seton Hall is disappointed. You know, when you look at certain teams, you have to expect them to be what they are, and Seton Hall is one of those teams. Willard's team has not played particularly well. Immense talent here. My one concern with the Horn Frogs is they don't shoot the ball extremely well, but I think uh, this is an interesting matchup here. A lot of Catholics betting Mother Seton's team here. This <laughs> game goes from a pick overnight now to minus two. I think you can still find it at one and one and a half in some spots. See, I think this is one of those games, if you don't have a strong opinion like my on this one. You wait for an in-game opportunity. A team gets up 8-10 points. You grab a 7.5, 6.5 in-game and then hope the push comes back the other way. Now, it didn't happen in the Loyola game today, but I think there will be some opportunities in other games. Kentucky out. Do you like Purdue or uh, Baylor in that region now? Well, I'm going to give a slight edge to Baylor simply because of the experience, the coaching. But when you look at the first half that Baylor had, excuse me, that uh, we've had so far from Ivy, uh, 17 points, Edie, 13 points first half. Iowa out. Do you default to Kansas now in the Midwest? Rock chalk. And Abadji didn't play great yesterday. Yeah. I think KU, watch out. Yeah, I would agree with you. All right, from Stadium Swim, we're signing off. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.